in the mornings in the boys' home, we'd uh, play sport. The company's officers had some um, pretty sadistic games. One was called Murderball. They'd all direct us to make a circle of about 20 kids, uh, and in turn, we had to go into the middle, uh, a single kid. While the other kids who had been given six or seven basketballs had to throw them as hard as possible at whichever poor sucker was in the middle. There was no escape. Sometimes an officer would call all in, a signal for the entire circle to physically attack the poor bastard in the middle. And once it had been punched down and, and kicked and his head jumped on a few times, the officer would scream all out. Another game we had to endure was Skippy. The officer would uh, order all the kids in a company to knock the ends of their towels or roll them into whips, the so-called, um, they were like tails of a kangaroo. Whichever kid had pissed off the officer, whether it was due to misbehaviour, cheek, or sometimes because, quite simply, the officer didn't like the look of the kid, would have to run the gauntlet of the whole company up and down the dormitory. There was two aisles. While well, we whipped him with our towels, and if the officer ordered all in, the kid would be attacked until covered in welts and sometimes even semi-conscious. I was always relieved um, I wasn't chosen. I think the reason for that, um, they did pick on the, the less kids that were scared for for aggression and and to stand up for themselves from a, a violent point of view. Yeah, like, so, yeah, if they were, if they were to pick, a, you know, some of the, the kids who would have a go in there, there would, there would probably be square-ups on the other kids from that kid um, when it was all over or, you know, in, in different parts of the boys' home, maybe down at, you know, the, one of the kids that, uh, hit the kid with the whip might be in the kitchen. He'd find him down there, or uh, maybe in the mechanic shop, or up at the dairy. Um, I had realised pretty early on uh, in my institutional life that I needed to be one of the uh, smart kids and play the system. And th in this, I, I really did excel. The back of the kitchen uh, overlooked the laundry and um, solitary confinement and the mechanic shop. It was the latter that really interests me. Um, I'd hear the roar first before one or, or both tractors rumbled out. One was a Massey Ferguson and the other one uh, was called a Kubota. When I first saw them, um, I just knew my destiny was to be one of the tractor boys. The route to this job was to land a position working in the mechanic shop before entering a tractor assignment. This became my new mission. I was just about drove the works officer bar me with my persistence. Not a week passed that I didn't front up. 
requiring a transfer um, and after working six months in the kitchen, he called me in. You still keen on getting a job in the mechanic shop, Kent? Oh, yes, sir. You've got it, lad. Finally. Your persistence did pay off, Kent. Oh, yeah, I've always been like that, sir. Yeah, well, keep that up. You'd be a good union delegate one day. What's that, sir? You'll learn. Okay. So, Kent, we've got a kid that works in uh, the mechanic shop. He's being discharged next Monday. So you'll start on Tuesday, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that, uh, sir. I was in after battle. Next, I employed the same strategy with the head mechanic I had with uh, the works officer. I was persistently on his case. Eventually, I was assigned my dream job. I was now the proud driver of the old brown Massey Ferguson. The tractor might have been old, but it was tough. I performed many duties uh, on that Massey. Each day I'd pick up gangs of kids and take them to their job sites and other places. I'd also performed other jobs like uh, emptying the manure from the um, from the horse sheds and moving soils to different sections of the boys' home. Best all was the freedom to drive off into the bush and um, pull my dick with nobody around. Living with 70 kids and having no privacy other than the showers, where we were only allowed three minutes, didn't give me much enjoyment. I used to have a pull in my bed sometimes. But that got messy, so after a while, I even gave that a miss. A year passed uh, in Mount Penang. I'd sent a letter to the parole board applying for day leave just before my 16th birthday. And within a couple of weeks, it was approved. You beauty, my first Sunday leave, and mum and dad... Uncle Morgan bowled up in the HK V8 Premier. He didn't paint it pink for me. It was still painted shark grey. So much for that uh, that paint job, I thought. My brother Corey rocked up in a, a Triumph TR7 also <coughs> to collect me. I think Corey only came up to show off the car. Later I found out it was stolen. But there it was, red and gleaming. Naturally, I was going to accompany Corey in the two-seater. Uncle Morgan with Mum and Dad as passengers followed us down the mountain at Carrion, heading towards Gosford. Part of me was excited about the day leave, champing at the bit to get out into the world again. Another part of me was nervous and self-conscious. I truly hated feeling like this. We were to drive to Terrigal on the central coast where one of mum's friends, Beryl, 
she owned the pub in Piermont called Barker's had allowed us the deluge, the use of the, her house. Her son was also in jail. He was up in Cessnock. So that wasn't far from Terrigal. I always loved to drive to the coast. Now I sat next to Corey in the convertible with the top down. The wind was in my face and I could raise my eyes to the bright blue sky. This was heaven for a while. I felt free. I also felt cocoon between places between worlds but all too soon we arrived at Beryl's house as soon as he could Corey hustled me into the backyard where he pulled out a big joint he lit it puffing for a bit then passed it over this was the first time I'd had dope in 16 months it blew my head off plus it was tough on my throat geez it's good pot I said trying not to cough as my head spun in slow motion. Corey didn't say a word. He just merely nodded, but he was grinning hugely after the joint was finished. We rejoined Mum, Dad and Morgan in the lounge where they were watching TV. They knew we'd been smoking the happy herb, but they didn't seem to care. I knew I couldn't settle down to telly-watching is there a chows around here? I spoke to the room. A chows, Mum said. It means a Chinese restaurant, Corey said. <coughs> we know what he means, Corey. I was partial to a curry. My favourite takeaway, curry prawns and rice from Chinatown in the Haymarket near Piermont. So I thought I might be able to get the same up here in Gosford. Corey knew me. You want your curry, prawns and rice, don't you, Dean? Oh, yeah, bloody oath, mate. Mum said she'd seen one as we approached Beryl's place. So we all strolled to the main street of Terrigal, even though I was now in the uh, bosom of my family. <coughs> I still felt like an alien and that I stood out from the rest of them like dog's balls. Being stoned didn't help any. I was paranoid enough without pot, so I felt all eyes were judging us, and, but especially me. It felt like the Osbournes. There's a recent show on um, TV. Just different, you know, the family. I thought we were really different from other people. After we returned to Beryl's house, uh, watched the telly for a bit, went for a walk down the beach and uh, watched a bit more telly. Nearly time to go, said Dad, with a beer in his hand. It was nearly 4pm. Oh, I hate that fucking place up there. The words snapped around, the cigarette in my hand. Not too long and you'll be out, said Uncle Morgan. Easy for you to say, Morgan. Why don't you finish it for me? Boy, don't give your uncle lip, Dad said. Uncle Morgan smiled, but it looked a bit uneasy. Don't forget, you have the car to look for, do Dean? Oh, yeah. I won't hold me breath on that one, Morgan. He just shook his head. Dad was guzzling his beer with his eyes glued to the footy, but he took the car away. 
sorry, he took the can away long enough to say, fuck the car, Morgan. It is a kind of a place up there for Dean. Then without once taking his eyes off the match, he said to me, but it's not too much chop out here either, Dean. I'll swap, Dad. <laughs>